0: Hi, this is Seth Mosley, and you're listening to the Full Circle Music Show, The Why of the Music Biz.
1: And I'm X O'Connor, and this week in studio we had Dave Steinbrink and Tori Harper of Family Powerhouse of Musical Glory.
0: Father and daughter, this was an awesome episode. I always have a soft spot for fathers and daughters because I'm a father and I have a daughter myself. And this was an awesome episode because we really dove into the nuts and bolts of what it takes to launch an artist's career. Some of the challenges dealing with things like radio tours, getting radio singles to add your songs. And Dave being a manager for artists like Paramore, 10th Avenue North and super producer Jason Ingram, he's got a lot of wisdom to bring to this conversation.
1: Yeah. And it was cool to hear just how Tori was a little bit nervous to even approach him being the music industry bigwig that he is with her own songs. And it's just fun to hear them talk about the different trials that they've gone through in just bringing their music out to people and how they emphasize, just like anything else in life, relationships are key to blossoming in the music industry. Yeah, so lots of great
0: tips, people wanting to break in, whether you're behind the scenes or you're on the front of the stage. That's what I love about this episode because it kind of covers both elements. So stick around to the end of this one. This is a really good one. And we'll just jump right into the studio. We're here in studio on the Full Circle Music Show with Dave Steinbrink and Tori Harper, which you wouldn't know by the last name, but they're... Father and daughter. <laughs> what is Harper, by the way?
2: Well, actually Harper was my great grandmother's maiden name and I just thought it was cool to carry that on. Also, it's obviously a little bit tricky to spell Steinbrink. No so. so, yeah, exactly, you know or, or say <laughs> it, you know. or say it the same <laughs> way twice. Um, exactly. Yeah. And then I just thought, you know, it's kind of musical like a harper is someone who plays a harp, so Oh you know so
0: it's not a
3: harpist. Is it, is well,
2: it a maybe I, I don't know, maybe, but I would. Prefer I, a harper. Like, harper. I, I yeah. thought it was a, harper. a maybe harper. Maybe not. Maybe I'm it's wrong. A, yeah. My harper. my whole life has been a lie.
3: Yeah. Well, <laughs> you're I don't think so. Harper. I think you've started a trend. <laughs> you this have a plural <laughs> for hoppist. harper.
0: No. No. Harpie. Harpie. No. Harpie. Um, Harpie. Harpoons.
2: Harpoons.
0: Okay. Dave, I've known you for a while. X has known you for a while. Sorry uh, about that. No, we love it. <laughs> just for our audience, I mean, you've got a pretty illustrious career as an artist manager and have been around this town for a long time. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many
3: years in particular, if you want to give yeah. that away or not. But. Yeah, quite a while, quite a while, <laughs> over 20. Yeah. So
0: yeah, when, when did you move here and, and what got you into management and, you know, maybe just some highlights from, yeah. from
3: your career just for our listeners? So originally from New Zealand and grew up there playing bands, just honestly doing anything or everything I could to be around, you know, other musicians, just music. I love music. So I played in bands, promoted concerts, helped out, just actually started carrying equipment for my friends that were rehearsing in their bands and just wanted to do anything, you know, like that. And then I had a, I was playing in a band that got, I just, I kind of loved playing, But I didn't love the whole performance thing. And so I kind of quit the band and I was managing them. So my whole thing with them was like, well, I'm going to quit playing, but I'll keep managing you guys. So that was my whole thing. They ended up getting signed over here. They got an invitation to play a festival here in the U.S. So we came over from New Zealand kind of chasing our dreams. And they played and it went wildly successful, the show got signed and so we decided we would move here to the U.S. And so kind of all came over here, spent what we didn't realize was that that one show, that first show was probably the pinnacle of their career. (laughs) (laughs) It was almost downhill from there. We really struggled for the next two years being on the road. There was some really good, I mean, we were just young, hungry, just excited. And so it wasn't really all bad but it was tough and ended up in the band kind of going back to New Zealand I stayed here I don't know why but I kind of had a couple people that had hit me up about working with them and so that's really where I feel like I kind of got more into management and started working with some other people kind of along the way so
0: yeah and one of those being an artist that I grew up listening to has been called Paramore Mm -hmm, how mm -hmm. how did that whole thing come about because they've been pretty massively influential, and a lot of our listeners Mm -hmm. are probably big fans of him.
3: Yeah. So that was an interesting story. I had met Haley through, well, backing up a little bit, I had worked with an artist and had worked with her to get her a deal. It didn't go very well. I never had a signed contract with her. So I got her a deal and took her to a business manager And kind of lined up all these things, publishing, all that kind of thing, not knowing that the business management had another manager friend and took her to him, and I was kind of left in the cold in that deal. So that was a really tough lesson and really painful at the time. But through that, there was a guy in her band that I think kind of had observed some of all the stuff going on. He wanted to come off the road, and he had approached me about helping him to produce and write. And so he approached me. I got, you know, that's how I kind of got into producer management, which is another thing that I have done a lot. And that, that was over 20 years ago, and now he's still a client of mine. So all that to say, he was working, developing some artists and some different people. Haley had come to Nashville, just had moved from Mississippi with her family. She was really young. She was 13 at the time. And he had her in the studio. They were working on some songs. And he was like, you got to hear this girl. She's got an amazing voice. So I went down and had a listen. And that was kind of the beginning of meeting her and her family and starting to work with them. And so, you know. All that led to two years later, her signing a deal with Atlantic Records. And so she was 15. The band were really young and just was a fun ride with those first couple of records. So,
0: Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. So just talking about, you know, things that you might have learned from that time frame. It sounds like that first experience managing the artists and sort of getting left out in the cold. I mean, there had to be in life. You always win or you learn. I mean, what, mm. what were some of the learning experiences that you took away from that season?
3: Well, I think the thing is that, you know, it it was painful. And and I think i found people can go two ways with going through a painful experience like that. They either double down and kind of say, this is never going to happen to me again. But there's kind of a bitterness that comes with that. And I think that ultimately that's destructive to people. And I feel like I see that a lot in our business and just in life. Or you can be like, hey, that really sucks. (laughs) But I'm just going to take the best of this. And, you know, now I've got the hindsight to be able to look back and say, actually, from that painful situation, the best thing came out of it. Because the guy that kind of became my client out of that is now a 20-year client. And has been, you know, one of the best clients I've ever had. It mean, still is to this day, a close friend. And so something amazing came out of that. But I think it probably wouldn't have happened had I really dug down and got sort of really bitter about the whole thing, so.
0: Yeah, that's good. And so we'll talk a lot about this today. And I do want to hear more about the artist and manager career. But you're here in an interesting situation now. And I thought this was so interesting because I got to work with you last week on writing a song. We've been talking about it for a while. So... Obviously, you have enough belief in the music industry now to still encourage her to do this. Is that?
3: <laughs> I always joke around and say, well, I couldn't talk her out of it. Honestly, we didn't, as parents, try to necessarily discourage or overly encourage her. We tried to be a little bit neutral, knowing that it can be a really difficult and challenging business. And more than that, wanting her to find her own path and not just follow something that i'd been doing for the sake of it but you know we found that at an early age she seemed to really have a real love (laughs) for music which you know is so exciting to me because i was that same kid you know and so we just kind of tried to allow that to foster on its own then a few years ago you know because she started writing songs at 11 you know which is crazy and a few years ago there's a song she brought me and i was like oh man okay now
2: now i'm gonna yeah yeah (laughs) i'm like
3: this is really good now i'm gonna have to really either do something to help you know really get active or you know let her you know find her a way to get help so
1: when you're first hearing the songs are you like do i need an outside opinion just to judge how good this is just so i know it's like not fatherly
3: pride or yes i still
2: he always does that
3: Yeah, because I feel like, you know, I know when I like something and uh, yeah. when I hear something, I don't do what like you guys do. And that I, I know you guys can see something and really develop it. Or you see some and I, I do that a little bit, but I, yeah. I don't feel like I can make it into something. I'd like take a little bit of talent and make it into something. So, however... I, you know, of course, being a dad, I'm proud of her no matter what. But I, yeah, to answer your question, yeah, I often go to outside sources, people (laughs) I trust and be like, okay, am I crazy? Is this really good? (laughs) You know, because I think it's good. But I even trick a lot of people just say, hey, this is a new artist. I want you to hear the song. I've done that a lot. Yeah, exactly. Because I don't want them to notice my daughter, you know, because they'll be nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You want an unbiased opinion. Yep. All right.
2: We, We wouldn't want people to be nice. (laughs) <laughs> Not
1: in music. Are you kidding? Come on.
2: I'm kidding. I know, right? <laughs> I'm kidding.
1: Satori, so, now that you've been kind of sitting here listening to us talk to your dad, tell us a little bit about how you got started into becoming an artist and writing music and all that. Was it being surrounded by music all the time or was it just something that kind of naturally creeped up in you?
2: I would say it was definitely a mixture of the two. Definitely being around it so much. I think I definitely kind of caught the music bug, but... I just found a love for it. And just seeing the way that it impacts people was something that was really cool for me to see that. And I wanted to be able to do that myself.
1: Do you remember the first time you like heard a song that you were like, that impacted you in that way to where you realized that you wanted to do this with other people? And do you remember what the song was?
2: Yes. Well, I had a couple influences One of them being Joy Williams. Mm -hmm. When I was really young, I had her album, Genesis, and I used to listen to it all the time. I thought it was just awesome. But I would say probably the song that made me want to sing was a song by Sarah Groves. I think it's a little hard to remember now because it was a long time ago, but I think it's called You Are the Sun it was off the album Add to the Beauty and i just thought it was very beautiful and at the time it really spoke to me about who god was so
0: yeah i think your story is a little bit interesting cuz a lot of people that i know and have worked with who maybe grew up around a certain industry or christian music industry or country music they don't want like anything to do with it like they almost mm-hmm. kind of go the other way did you ever have that phase where you're like i don't want to do i don't want to work in this world or sing songs that like this is my dad's thing like i want to have my own thing
2: Well, I mean, as far as like it being like my dad's thing versus my thing, at first I was definitely like nervous to share with him that I wanted to do music because (laughs) he was this big manager guy and, you know, I thought he was just the coolest dad ever and... We still talk about still that. Think hey, that. He's still hey, cool, dude. Let's get this I'm, on I'm tape. Okay mean, <laughs> Can we record this? Exactly. <laughs> we
1: will get you a copy.
2: <laughs> um, and so it, that was intimidating to me, being like 10 or 11, you know. But I got over that eventually. I did go through a phase where I wanted to be Taylor Swift, but I mean,. Isn't that like every middle yeah, school we all girl? Do. So. I, no, I, I was there. I, I I've been there. Me too. I I to be t- Tell t- me t- about that, Seth.
0: <laughs> well, um, I just had to shake it off. It was a feeling that, you know. Uh, Dumb, I'm a dad now, so it's, I have to make stupid jokes. And, <laughs> Actually, um, Jerry wrote that joke. Jerry did write that joke. I'm not <laughs> going to take sure. credit for that. That's that's a good thing about know. the late night shows is they don't even have to take credit for when the jokes bomb. They're like, oh, I'll just fire that guy. Right. Actually, right.
2: They're all fake names. Yeah. Pretty much. I always wanted to do Christian music and worship, other than the random girl bands I started in that's middle awesome. school. Yeah. That never eventuated to anything. So
0: <laughs> in your journey of having done this now for past couple of years, at least that I know of that they've had started making calls and saying, Hey, daughter's doing Seth, stuff.
3: Please work with Tor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I mean, you just, you know, I mean, you, you're putting your name out there. You want it to, like, even if it's your kid, you want it to be good. Like something you're proud to put your mm-hmm. name behind. And, and I trust you for that because you've been able to find just incredible talent over the years from Paramore to, guys like Jason Ingram, Mm -hmm. 10th Avenue North, just all kinds of, it's just one after the next. So when a guy like Dave says something is good, I'm going to trust that it's good. Mm -hmm. So where I was going with that is in this past couple of years of doing this, have there been things that you thought would go easier than they did? Like you would just walk in and like every radio station would play your stuff?
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I definitely expected things to go quicker than they did I don't know just not seeing my own young nature I guess I didn't see the time I needed to put into things and also I think like we were talking about just starting to play shows at festivals like one thing that really caught me off guard was people holding up signs to get you off stage
3: <laughs> like 10
2: minutes you're yeah. done yeah, like, yeah well and like 30 seconds till sound cut off
3: yeah. <laughs> we won't mention which festival scared yeah. me that's most a- festivals it surprised, right? <laughs>
2: surprised me I mean I knew there was a time limit for sure but I was not expecting the person to like chase me down with the sign <laughs> yeah. so that was definitely unexpected
0: yeah and you're a couple years into how old are you now
2: 19 19 mm-hmm. so a couple
0: years into it would you like, I mean, where would you say, cause you put a single out, you're putting another single out at this point. Are you like, just, I mean, you've kind of, you seem like you're in it for the long haul. Like yeah, two years is, it seems like a long time for people, but most people in Nashville that we talked to in interview on the show, it's kind of like they've got this magic number of like seven years. Mm. So has your dad told you that? Like no. it might take another five years. <laughs> yeah.
2: No, he hasn't. he hasn't told me We're that. we looking He's, for a he, good manager. He has told me that a lot of really successful people have been working at it for a long time, but not specifically seven years. But There's a
0: biblical
3: significance. Mm, <laughs> well, right.
2: funny thing is, is I actually did, like he said, I started songwriting when I was 11. So that was eight years ago now, but... It was just this crazy thing where this local songwriter was just hosting this camp in a basement, you know, for a bunch of kids and just teaching us about song structure and things like that, how to write a song. And before that, like I knew I wanted to do music, but i had never thought about writing songs before. And just the thought of being able to create something like you always told me you get to create something nobody's ever created before and a sound nobody's ever heard before. And just the thought that I could do that. Like I was always like trying to invent things when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. The thought of doing that was just really cool to me. And so I got my start when I was 11 and, I was kinda like a very unusual child. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I took it very seriously. I won't comment. But that's that's but that's a testament to your nature. though. I took it, to very, nature, I took it very seriously yeah. when I was yeah. eleven, yeah. which is weird, but mm. you know, I'm glad that I did, I guess.
3: Yeah.
1: Well, a passion you have to take seriously.
2: Yeah, yeah. So
3: That camp you, was a good catalyst for you though to get It really was, really yeah. Inspired. I
2: started songwriting every single day after that even about really stupid 11 year old (laughs) things like Wasps. I'm pretty sure I have a song about wasps. Hey, nothing wrong with wasps. Um, not a fan of wasps because wasp. <laughs> I was like scared of them. I, yeah. So I wrote a song about yeah. being scared right. of wasps.
0: So. It's a way to
1: deal with it. <laughs> did you start writing on your own? Because you said you kind of learned at this camp. So did they encourage you writing with others to begin with, or did you kind of just start doing songs by yourself?
2: They taught us about both. So they showed us how to write songs, and then they got us to write with each other in groups and actually write with some of the people teaching us there and then at the end of the week they went in and recorded some songs together as a group which was super fun but
0: so like go you feel like going to that event was a turning point for you like it clicked something in your brain
2: yeah definitely i think at that point i was like i'm doing it i'm gonna be a singer and i'm gonna tell my dad and it's just i'm gonna do it like no matter what even if i like suck like this is, this is what I want to do. So Dave, what did you say when she came and
3: told you I this? I said, it's imperative that you don't suck. <laughs> don't no suck, pressure, but don't he's no suck. quoting <laughs> a movie. No pressure.
2: He's quoting a movie, it's by Tom the on Tom
3: Hanks way. on that thing you do. Thing that, you, that yeah, thing you yeah, It's imperative
0: mm-hmm. that you don't suck.
3: Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> we quote that movie uh-huh. quite frequently it's, here. And
3: watch it quite frequently. Oh, yeah.
0: We do. I might it's
3: it's, for it's a
2: good self. movie. I
3: think my early favorite memories were of... Us going to sleep at night and you coming down and knocking on the door at 12 or 1 in the morning saying, I've got a new song. I've got to play it for you right now. <laughs> that was a fairly Wake frequent up. thing. And I'm like, I'm an early morning guy in general. Like, so I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm not good being woken up. Like, but I'll say that was some big joyful experiences to be woken up and to hear a song. Yeah, uh, like that was pretty incredible. So I that's, would that's I that's would fine. wake
0: up for that if my daughter came in. Okay, oh, I, yeah. like, hey, I wrote a song yeah. for you, or I wrote a song about wasps, uh, or whatever. Like,
3: <laughs> 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 I mean, I'm waking up at
1: midnight to emails of songs. I'm, I'd much rather have the I in person. Right. Right. My right. Right. For, yeah, for yeah. right.
0: my yeah. yeah, that's T- amazing.
1: That's totally great.
0: So, on this show, we like to talk a lot about the problems and the struggles that you're facing because for everyone that you're facing there's probably a thousand people out there going through the same thing trying to break into the music industry trying to start an artist career or even behind the scenes as a manager how how do you market and and break a band you know Mm -hmm. so do you care to maybe share your story just about you know putting out your first single and just some of the challenges that have gone along with that and maybe some of the things that you've done to overcome them
2: yeah Mm. yeah So the single we're putting out now is actually the second single because the first single we put out, a lot of people believed in it, but it just didn't seem to click as well. And, you know, it did get some interest from people, but I think that's one of the challenges is like finding the right song for radio, because even a song that that could be really special and meaningful to people doesn't necessarily mean it would work well. On the radio. So I feel like a big challenge for me as an artist has just been trying to find what's a song that will work well with radio, but still be true to who I am as an artist and still, you know, keep true to the deeper side of what I try to do with my music. Because I feel like a lot of times that's an issue for artists to find something that they feel is deep, but still works on the radio.
0: Yeah. And just because, I mean, radio is a very narrow format. I mean, we know we work on it a lot of the time, but maybe talk to the songwriters. Like, how do you do that? Like, how do you find that song? Like when you're writing, where does your brain
1: go?
2: Well, so you're talking about for radio? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Do you have a mindset you get into when you're writing specifically for radio?
2: Not really. I mean, a little bit. I always just try and keep in mind, like, yes, I want to move people, but I also don't want to scare people is a big thing so trying not to introduce anything too radical or too deep into it but still maintaining food for thought you know something that is different to what you hear every day i try and stay away from common phrases um as much as possible although you know there's definitely exceptions to that where it's said in a different way but you know just trying to find something that people haven't thought about before or even taking that common idea and just just saying it a different way you know something like that
3: it's
1: good dave do you help at all as she's writing songs? Like, do you have input as she's like with a goal in mind, like a single or anything like that? Do you have any advice along the way as, as she's writing or is she showing you stuff and you guys are bouncing ideas or how do you guys kind of work like that?
3: No, I don't really on the creative. I've never been engaged in that way. Really with anybody that I've had, I think except from a bigger picture of perhaps, you know, trying to connect her with someone where, where I feel like I hear something that's working really well. It's like, hey, let's get back with that person to co-write or And knowing the format, you know yeah, yeah. kind of what gone. seems yeah. to be working. And you know, or even just her own things that I hear, her own songs that they're connecting. I'm like, yeah, I really, you know, kinda love that. But I remember great advice from a really great A and R guy, Tom Wally, years and years ago and I met with him with a band. He he just said, Don't try to write a single. Don't try to write something radio. Just try to write a great song. Or just write and the great songs will rise to the top. And I, I always remember that. And I, I feel like that's kind of true. So we did have a challenge with this first single. Like Tori said, we had a lot of big believers, big industry believers that, you know, heavyweights that I think have got amazing track records and you know, a lot of that's coming from me, kind of like, I'm not sure, is this great? Is it just because I like, you know, all this thing? And so I had a lot of big confirmation, but still didn't kind of connect at radio for what they needed. And I think that was an interesting challenge. It's like what we feel works for us or what maybe emotionally moves somebody to love a song is not gonna necessarily fit that format that radio needs to, to make what they need work. They yeah. have their own,
0: Totally.
2: Thing,
3: you know? Yeah. And
2: if I can add something, you brought up a really interesting point and that is co-writing. I think Mm. co-writing is a really great way to find a song for radio. A lot of times just pairing yourself up with someone that will get you outside of your comfort zone or write maybe a different way than you would can really get you out of the frame of mind that you're used to writing in.
0: Yeah. As a rule of thumb, if you want to get a song on radio, it probably helps to write with people who have had... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <absolutely>, <laughs> songs on radio, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, oh, is, yeah. That, is that I mean, going that, through your mind at a all? Big,
2: that's a big help, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And yeah. I've had the honor of working and writing with people like Cindy Morgan, who is just a wonderful lady and Amazing. just really been so supportive to me. And mm. I think she's really helped me in that area. She definitely has great, very pop ideas that are just wonderful. So yeah. That's
1: awesome. Yeah. So coming off your experience with your first single, did your writing change at all as you were kind of moving into wanting to put out another single, like with kind of how you guys were talking about, you know, it not connecting in the way you were hoping for. Did anything evolve a little bit in your process as you gear up for the second single?
2: Not a whole lot, but I was definitely more intentional with writing more upbeat songs and looking at what my melodies were and figuring out how to make that more appealing because I think you can kinda get away with even like I said earlier, some a little bit of deeper lyrics. If you've got that hooky melody, it's easier to do that and still have a radio song. So
0: Yeah. And the obvious thing that a lot of us are facing is obviously the financial realities of it's expensive to do radio because it's a lot of people don't know, but you have to hire a radio promoter or mm-hmm. two and that's expensive. You may end up spending between five and ten thousand dollars just promoting it through a radio promoter Mm -hmm. but then the other piece is you guys literally hopped into your vehicle and drove to how many stations 26 26 radio stations and that was all over the country
3: yeah we that's probably a little bit of a bigger picture that kind of speaks to our family situation so definitely more than just sort of a music industry thing a little bit of a calling and a little bit about where god had brought us as a family and part of that was me coming out of some of the past work that I had done you know as we talked about before I had some very large successes you know even on the on the sort of the mainstream side but I had gotten very caught up in a lot of that myself and this may be getting off track of business stuff but just personally you know my self-worth had been getting caught up in a lot of that and I feel like God needed to make a a change in my heart, and with regards to that, and so kind of coming out of that, when God comes and restores and works with you, He also brings a blessing. And for us, that's been the blessing of Tori's music kind of coming about. And you know, I had just been getting caught up in, in all that thing and kind of not paying. As much attention really to my family because i was so busy working and doing a lot of things like that so you know coming sort of full circle (laughs) that's really been our story so it was really a gift beyond we knew we wanted to get out there and promote the song and meet with radio people but, I had to kind of abandon some of my old philosophies as a manager. I was always the big planner, the big what's the five year plan what's the ten year plan? Where do we need to be next month? Just very driven, very much like that. God had to show me that He asked us to pray for our daily bread and for us to be in present in the day, and that's something that i hadn't been. I had had many, many, many successes. And everyone, or, or a lot of them I didn't enjoy because I skipped through it. I was always looking to the next thing. And it robs you of your joy, robs you of, of a lot of that stuff. And God showed me, he wants me to be present in the day. So every day with approach with Tori, we're just like, what is God calling us to do today? And where we need to be today? And just trying to kind of be obedient with that. And that may just be praying for someone, ministering with someone, At radio, whatever. So, we've tried to take that attitude going in to meet these guys of the attitude of not like, what can we get out of this, but what can we bring, or what does God want us to bring? And so, we've cultivated all these amazing relationships around the country with these guys, and it's been just a blessing to us and just something that we have endured. For the first time, I think in my career, enjoying the process and everybody says that right to you is like, Hey, enjoy the process. And I don't think I ever really had done that because I had (laughs) not, because I'd always been looking to the next goal, the next big thing. So anyway. So one thing
0: that we always love to do on Full Circle Music Show is provide a nugget of information or a piece of advice that you guys have learned, maybe something you've learned this year that you would share with our audience. So Dave, do you got anything for our listeners?
3: Yeah, I think something we hear a lot is the importance of relationships. When I first came here and I I talked about the first two years being a real struggle, I mean, we were literally starving, (laughs) trying to survive. All we had was trying to build relationships and friendships. That was 20 years ago. I can say to this day that some of the friendships and relationships I built I still have in place and still people that are in the business now, thankfully, and still working with them. And that's kind of an amazing thing. So I think the importance of relationships and, and just finding champions for what you're doing is so important. And I think a lot of people ask me about, you know, how do you find a good manager or how do you find a good team that doesn't necessarily need to be the most qualified person or this high level person I think if you have a champion or somebody that is just, you know, maybe it's probably not your mom or your dad, but or maybe who will always love you no matter what. (laughs) But unless they're, you know, whatever. But someone that's a champion for you. And I always say, you know, because some of my guys, you know, will have an opportunity come up and somebody reaches out and like, should I take that meeting? I'm like, hey, somebody loves what you do or is interested in you. I'm like, take the meeting. That's fantastic, you know. So
0: That's great. Tori, you got any word of advice? You're 19 years young, but have a ton of maturity already. I can tell just in your songwriting and in your artistry. So what's one thing that you would share with somebody who's maybe in your position trying to break into the business?
2: Yeah, I would just say like, get out there as much as you can play as much as you can. You never know who's watching. And, Mm -hmm. you know, even if there isn't anybody there important, like I mean, that, that's building your skills as a performer. So just any opportunity you get, get out there and play and just be nice to everybody that you meet. You never know who they are, or even if they're nobody, like it just shows your character. So I would say that, like he said, relationships are a huge part of music business and, and music as an artist as well. You know, building relationships is one of the most key things. I would almost say, Sometimes bands like to tour with someone they'll pick somebody that they like more as friends rather than as musicians just simply mm-hmm. because they're they're easy to get on with on the road so that would mm. be my advice.
1: That's yeah. true. That's it's good. Word. Sound wisdom right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. a two-ply joke right there. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Fact and funny. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, uh, this has been a blast. Dave, Steinbrink, Toy Harper. Thanks for being here with uh, me and X on Full Circle Music Show. It's been great. Thank you yeah, guys. Thanks for really having awesome. you having Thank us. you so and much. And where do yeah. people find you? We're honored. You have a website, you have socials? Yeah.
2: Tori Harper Music on Instagram, Tori Harper Facebook. We've got a website and everything. So um, right. got a song on Spotify.
0: Great. So check it com. out. Yeah. Go listen. Go stream it. Go save it to your profile. September or your 1st. Playlist.
2: Single comes out.
1: Awesome. September 1st. Love it. All right. Hi, I'm Seth Mosley. And I'm X O'Connor. You've been listening to the Full Circle Music Show, The Why of the Music Biz. This has been a production of the Full Circle Music Company with editing help from Jordan Salamoni and Jericho Scroggins.
0: Make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes. Share it with a friend. And always, we ask the same question every week. We want you to keep doing it. Head over and leave us a good rating and a review. Share it with a friend. It really helps us out a ton.
1: Absolutely. And make sure to follow us on social media for all things Full Circle Music. Official FC Music on Twitter, Instagram, all of it. Follow us there. Keep up with everything we've got going on. At
0: Official FC Music. That's right. Good times. Great oldies. And <laughs> newsies, too. We cover it all. We'll see you next week.